I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. We're two girlfriends who met in the entertainment industry where we found the most important commonality, our faith in Jesus. This is our faith-based podcast where we share with you guys encouragement from the Word of God, different struggles that we faced as believers, and how we navigate being in the world but not of the world. We are Covered Covered by by Grace. Welcome back to another episode of the Covered by Grace podcast. In this episode for today, we're going to be talking all about Christian dating, singleness, how to know if he or she is the one, and much more. And we have a very special guest who is the perfect person to speak on this topic. Today, Michelle Apples is joining us. Michelle is the owner of Miss Apples Matchmaking, and she is a certified matchmaker helping Christians find love. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. We're so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about your matchmaking business, um, because obviously our followers don't know anything about it yet, and why you wanted to reach the Christian singles market. Yeah, so I actually only started my matchmaking business back in September, and now it's kind of grown to this full-on ministry, actually, which is kind of surreal where God really just takes things where he wants them to go. So I was working for a matchmaking company before that and just really felt drawn to work with Christian singles. That's you know, was my passion. I saw a lot of gaps in, in just church in general when it came to Christian singles and dating, and I know when I really got plugged back into the church that was something that I found really challenging to navigate Um, people didn't really talk about it it was just kind of like something you were supposed to know how to navigate on your own and so really just was passionate about bridging that gap for Christian singles and just creating like a community around it that it doesn't have to be this weird thing that everyone makes it out to be so that was really where my passion came from that's awesome. That's honestly so needed. And that kind of kind of that kind of segues into our next question, which is like why do you think it is so hard for Christians to find fellow Christian singles? I know in your recent podcast you asked where are all the godly men? So if you could just yeah, kind of share with us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think we've just made it very weird and we've added so much pressure on just connecting with people. You know, if you read the Bible, it says love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love your neighbor if you're adding so much pressure on even having an interaction with them? And so I found that even when I really got plugged back into the church, I found that I couldn't talk to the opposite sex without it being weird or people assuming something or um, making assumptions that we were dating. And it's really, it was just like, no, I just, you know, being around godly men really helped raise my standard and showed me what godly men really look like. And so I just believe getting Christian singles together doesn't have to be in a romantic way and just creating a community that people can really learn and grow from each other. And we can take this weird pressure pressure off of one date means I'm marrying this person or one date means we're in a serious commitment and just get to know people for who they are and just for people. That's really good. And that's awesome too because obviously now a lot of people do go into their first dates thinking like, oh my gosh, is this going to be my person? And like more times than not, that doesn't happen. Um, Obviously, like they don't end up getting married or whatever. Um, So that's good that you can just like create that community and it can be like a natural 
progress in that dating in that dating phase rather than being like oh my gosh like let's get married you know what I mean because that's hard that's hard for a lot of people and we also know that you don't only match just Christians and your services are open to anyone so what is your opinion on a Christian dating a non-believer and being unevenly yoked yeah absolutely so I mean majority of people 90 90- five percent of people that come to me are christians so when people come to me and they're not christians i usually actually um show them another matchmaking company that might be a better fit just because if you're not looking for a christian and if i have all these christians coming to me looking for other christians well it's going to be much more beneficial for you to work with a different matchmaker than me because 95 percent of my network is christians um i do believe that uh, alignment is so important i know people that have met their spouses and didn't and they weren't believers and they and the person was um and it did work long term because she didn't agree to an engagement until she knew that they were equally yoked. Um, So I think we do need to be um, just available to meet different types of people, maybe if they're not believers, because I think as believers, like Christians are so like, oh, I have to hang out with other Christians. And although that's good, it's like, how are we going to reach the unreached if we're not even willing to hang out with them? Right. And so that doesn't mean getting into a commitment or a committed relationship or an engagement or a marriage without being that unequally yoked. But I do think like there we are called to make disciples. We're called to uh, go to the unreached people, right, to be lights in this world. And so if you're never if you're always in a light atmosphere, atmosphere, how are you going to create light in this world um, in places that really need it? So I don't believe that you should get attached, get engaged, get married to someone who's not living uh, the same lifestyle as you, someone who is unequally yoked. I think that's just going to be a lot of chaos and headache later on down the line. Um, Again, I know people that have been the exception to the rule, but again, she had those boundaries of, I'm not going to commit to this person until I know we're on the same page. Um, So you can pursue me all you want, but this is my standard for for where I'm going. So I, yeah, I think it's important to be equally yoked. I've seen people and couples and relationships that really did have the Christ at the center of their relationships. And those are the relationships that I've really wanted my life to resemble that those are the people that I'm like, wow, I want what they have. Um, And I think it's just, you know, I don't think it's impossible. I just think that it's going to be a lot of headache later on and a lot of chaos that's probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like what you said there with it being the exception to the rule is is usually the case. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I think it can be really difficult long term, but I do like that of still still not completely avoiding that market. Like, you know, we can still be friends or even if you you know, even if you were dating and you never know how you could reach that person, they could maybe, if they're a non-believer, maybe they could really be inspired by your faith and maybe you won't end up with that person, but that could kind of get them into start really considering faith and, you know, just by you being an example. So I think that's awesome. And also, so we know that love, finding love has been probably especially difficult during the lockdown or since the lockdown. Um, So how do you feel like that's kind of played a role in affecting people finding love during this time? Or how do you recommend people date specifically during this time? 
Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think from the outside looking in, people assume like, oh, COVID's been just like awful for dating. But to be honest, I've seen so many benefits of it. I feel like people have really shifted priority to now they really do want that relationship. They do want to settle down. Whereas before, I think people were just too busy to really think about it. They were always doing something, right? They weren't serious or intentional with it. But I think when you take away that companionship, when you lose something, that's what you really like crave and what you want. So I feel like people have changed their perspective on relationships and it's made them more intentional with dating. And then because of COVID, you've had to have a lot of more serious discussions a lot sooner, which has led to more vulnerability a lot sooner, where we've had to talk about COVID, we've had to talk about about our viewpoints on COVID. We've had to talk about, you know, maybe people we know that have been affected by it. And so I think it's really actually progressed dating because we actually have deeper foundations being built because you can't just go on a date the day after you start talking to someone. You actually have to build that. You have to get to know them. You have to get on phone calls, then video calls. And it really is that progress and that progression into something that's helping build deeper foundations rather than, hey, I don't really know you. Let's just go out. And then like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I've actually felt that COVID has been very beneficial in the dating world. That's so true. That's a really good way to look at it too, because I didn't actually even think of that, but you're right. It would allow for deeper conversations and a better foundation in the long run. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and because we probably have a lot of pe- single people listening, how do you know when you're ready to start dating or to date again? Like after a breakup or after COVID? Yeah, just in general, I guess. Like I guess maybe in both in both situations. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to um, there's a lot of things that, you know, are you bitter? Are you resentful? Are you constantly stalking your ex's profile? Um, have you actually done your own self work to actually like I think it goes back to knowing your why. Why are you dating? Are you dating to fulfill something inside of you that is missing? Are you dating because you're lonely? Are you dating because you're seeking companionship? All those things aren't necessarily bad things, but it's not going to produce healthy relationship. And so it's like knowing your why, knowing that you're in a healthy place. I think it all begins with like self-worth, like being able to recognize who you are, whose you are, and being able to know that you're in a healthy spot to move forward. So I think there's a lot of things like it's a lot of reflection, self-reflection, it's a lot of healing, and then just knowing the reasons and the why behind why you want to start dating again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I really like that. I think people listening that are single that are considering if they're ready, I think that's really good to do some like self-reflection, even maybe journaling and just like spending time with the Lord and being like, okay, what is my why? What is the reason why I'm looking to start dating? So I think that's that's really crucial. Um, and I've seen a lot on, I've seen you post on your social media, on your Instagram about like red flags and what's what things to look out for when you do start dating. So for some people that are either maybe new to dating or maybe they haven't had the most like, successful dates or relationships in the past, what do you think are some red flags that we need to be looking out for? 
yeah, I would be looking out for like, does this person really truly want to know who you are? Or are they complimenting things about your character? Or are they only complimenting your looks? Um, are they taking the time to actually really get to know you? Are they putting effort in? Are they showing up late to every day? Um, just like looking at those things, I feel like so many women especially just need to raise their standard. You know, I've had people call me and be like, he's two hours late and they're making every excuse in the book for it. I'm like, no, raise your standard. Like, you know, if he's not doing everything to like call and apologize and like, because I know what happens if I'm even 15 minutes late. I'm calling every two seconds. But I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. I genuinely feel bad. If someone is leaving you hanging for a long period of time and they're not trying to actually like make up for it and and prove that like hey I'm like I'm genuinely interested and sorry about this then it's like they're they're just not interested and that's okay but it's probably not your person so just like finding those like red flags like that you know are are what are they looking at when they're they're looking at you are they only looking at your looks or are they actually valuing the things that matter long term in a relationship your character your morals how you serve your relationship with god like all those things are so much more important than just someone being like oh you're so hot you know yeah that's really good. And I guess you kind of answered this question too, because my next question was going to be, what are some green flags when dating? So I guess kind of what you just said there in, in, in the end there, um, probably is, is what you're going to say now, but maybe there's some other things as well. Yeah. Um, I would say like, are they going out of their way to like make you feel special, encouraging you, um, you, you know, are they investing time? Are they asking you like actual questions about yourself? Um, you know, I had I had one of my clients call me yesterday and he's like, the conversation is always one-sided. I'm asking all the questions and she's putting nothing into this. I'm like, that's a huge red flag. If someone is not asking you any questions about yourself, they're probably just not that interested and that's okay, but it's just not your person. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And uh, I actually just recorded a video with my husband the other day and we were talking about some red flags and some things to look for. And I, I think especially too, if as being a Christian, I think the number one thing you also want to hear is that Jesus is their number one, that it's their, that he is their number one priority, right? I'm sure you, you probably hear that a lot with, with Christians dating each other, just knowing that their faith is the most important. Um, yeah, and I just want to add on to that actually because anyone can say that that's number one in their life. I think you need to actually look at the fruit in their life and not just of I'm saying I'm a Christian because, you know, you might say you're a Christian and you're only going to church twice a year at Christmas and Easter, right? And so it's really looking at the fruit that's coming from out of their life and not just necessarily, oh yeah, because people will tell you what you want to hear. And I've had that so many times where people try to date me and they're just telling me what I want to hear. And you can, t I can tell a mile away when people do that. But it's like, I need to see the actual fruit from your life. I need to see that you're actually walking this out. You're living this out. You're walking the, walk and you're talking the talk you're not just telling me that you're doing these things yeah that's so important like looking at the fruit of of their life so so important because you're right people they will say what you want to hear and and I think I mean 
most of us in some way come from a background where like, oh, you know, my mom is Catholic or there's a certain background. So when it's convenient, it can be like, yeah, I am too. But again, like really, what does that actually mean to you personally? So yeah, I think that's so good for our listeners to hear. And so now just talking about singleness in general and the single season, how do you think that we can enjoy our single season and what are some deceptions about singleness? Because sometimes there's a lot of negativity around being single. Absolutely. I hear this all the time. People just like want to rush out of the single season to get to their next preferred season, right? And I think that's such a shame because I think in your single season, God has so much for you in this season. Like I can tell you, I've met so many amazing people. I've grown so much. I've, you know, like he has like become the center of everything. And I've really walked through storms with him. And he's taught me my strength and my perseverance. He's had to like really heal those inner parts of me that were broken for so long. So that now I'm actually ready for a relationship. And usually what's happening in your season, your single season is things are being pruned out of you so that you can bear more fruit right and so when we are just rushing into that next season rather than really taking advantage of our single season it's actually such a shame and I do see it where um, especially in Christian culture people just want to rush to get married and but then I have married people who do rush to get married, they're saying, oh, I just wish I would have enjoyed my single season a little bit more. Like, I love being married, but there were so many times I was just wishing to get to the next season rather than enjoying right where God has me. And so I think there's so many amazing things you can do. You can learn, you can grow, educate yourself, get in the word daily, get close to God, have an intimate relationship with him because he will lead you so many other places besides just, oh, hey, here's your future spouse. I mean, he'll give you that too, but there's so much he wants to do in your season before you even get there. Yeah, for sure. And I find that just in general as well, like when he allows us to be still for a moment, he works he works even harder on us and, and really gets us to the point where we're ready for the next thing in our life or the next person. Um, so I think that's awesome. And how does your faith play a role in what you do as a matchmaker? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. I pray for my clients. I really like use discernment when it comes to matching people. Um, You know, and again, it turned from like a business to a full on ministry where now I'm, you know, there's 1600 people in our clubhouse uh, club. We have 400 people in a Facebook group I started a month ago. And we're having Bible studies, we're having prayer calls. Like, I'm really just fostering a community of people now. And which is amazing amazing to see and like just like the lives that are being transformed people that are just like fueling their faith in this community miracles are happening healing is happening it's honestly been mind-blowing and like for me I'm just like so humbled by it that God would even use me to facilitate this but it's just grown into something that I couldn't even imagine it's all it's all God and it's all for his glory and honestly he took it where he wanted it to go because never in my wildest dreams would I've been like oh this business is gonna turn to a ministry and so yeah the faith faith plays a, the every part in what I do Wow, that's awesome. That's exactly what I was going to say is like, it's literally the business has turned into a ministry. So I yeah, I just think that's awesome that like, Bible study and the way that you're probably touching these people's lives, like the Lord working through you in these people's lives is, 
I think going to do, as you probably know, is going to do so much more than just find them a spouse, right? It's it's strengthening their faith. It's it's doing so much more. So I think that's incredible that you can do ministry with that. Um, and so where do you find the balance? Because I know a lot of people will be like, oh, God has predestined the person or he'll just bring the person to me. So where do you find that balance of allowing God's plan and will of bringing two people together, but also using your gifts and talents to match people without feeling like it's being forced, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a question I get asked all the time is like, well, God's just going to bring them to me. And yes, I do believe that God has someone for you. He has already made a plan. He's already paved the way. And that's amazing. But it's like if you're just sitting at home every single day and not putting yourself out there, like who's going to come find you? Like the Amazon delivery guy, maybe like, I don't know, you know. And so it's really about just being prayerful above all. Like I go to God in prayer about just like bring the people to me so I can facilitate healthy relationship and again I say healthy relationship because I don't want to facilitate relationships that aren't going to be healthy and that's why I started my own company is because I don't want to just match people to match people but I want to create healthy relationships I feel like that is an area that really needs to um, evolve because healthy relationships don't really exist anymore if you look at majority of people's relationships they are not healthy and so you know is I'm prayerful above all I encourage all of my clients to pray as well get into the word and then it's really just facilitating connection and allowing God to do the rest and it's really not like as much as my job is a matchmaker I it's so much more than that I provide resources to clients I pro- provide encouragement and direction and maybe they've never dated before and they just have no idea how to navigate this and it's really me stewarding that right and so I just I just feel like it's just so much be it's so much more beyond matchmaking. And so really God is the matchmaker. He's going to bring two people together. Um, I'm just here to facilitate and be a vessel for that. That's great. And I love how you're being so involved in your prayer life and, and praying for them as well, because I feel like most matchmaking services that I've heard of anyways, and ones that are not non-Christian specifically, would just literally put two and two people together that are just based on if they find the other person attractive and nothing else. And so I think that that's really important that you want to foster healthy relationships for your clients and so much more than just if they find the other person hot, you know what I mean? So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And there's also an element too, where it's like, you know, because the thing is, is relationships have been so broken, right? So I have people coming to me from all walks of life. Maybe they've had past traumas that they need to work through. Maybe they need to do some healing. And it's really like giving them resources when I start to see things that maybe you need to work on this, or maybe you need to work on that. Because I really believe that two people who are whole that come together is so much powerful than two halves coming together to create just one whole right and so I yeah it's just it's so much more than matchmaking yeah that's awesome and for a single person who is looking for love and feels like maybe giving up right now what would you tell them because I know that I have a lot of friends who have been on so many different like bumble dates or tinder dates and not all of them are Christian but I know that they feel like giving up a lot of the time because they go on so many first dates and it never leads to a second so what would you tell those people yeah, there's a couple of things that I would tell them for sure. Um, number one, change your mindset. I think we often live in a lack of mindset, right? Where we're saying, 
there's no great single Christian guys out there. I've met so many great Christian guys. Maybe you're just saying no because they're not quote unquote your type because you want a six foot two guy with brown hairs and blue eyes. Like maybe you need to actually look past that and just meet someone where they're at and say, hey, I'm just gonna go and meet this person and see who they are as a person, right? Because I think like, yeah, sure, there needs to be a level of attraction, but attraction often grows when you see someone's character and values and morals. And I know uh, Sarah's story and her and Adam, and the one thing Adam said was when he heard Sarah speak and just how much she loved Jesus and the authority she had in her, and like that's what drew her, right? Whereas so many people are just like, oh, this is my list of criteria and I'm not going outside that. But 95% of people I have matched before who have gone on to get married, they always say they they never thought this was not their type who they ended up marrying, right? So oftentimes we have this idea of our type in our head. So change your mindset, go to an abundant mindset. There's great people out there. Um, but when you live in a lack mindset, of course, of course things aren't gonna work out, right? But if you say like, hey, I'm going to go in believing the best of this person and I'm just going to in to get to know another person um, rather than I have so many girlfriends that also are on all the dating apps and they come back and they're just like, men suck, da 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 And I'm just like, well, they only suck if you believe that they do suck, right? Um, or you can just go into that and say, hey, that wasn't my person, but maybe we had a great conversation. Maybe I learned something new, right? And so there's an element to that, but then also raising your standard. I I feel like in Toronto especially, I have a lot of friends that put up with a lot of nonsense from certain people and just like the experiences they tell me and I just sit here, shake my head and say, why do you put up with this? I don't understand it. And they're like, well, they all do that. Well, they only do it because you allow them to do it. If you didn't allow them to do it, they wouldn't be able to do it anymore and get away with it. So raise your standards um, and live in an abundant mindset. And go after someone who's not your type. That's so good. Yeah, I love that about being open to someone who might not be your type, even with like making a list. I remember I had a list of everything that I wanted in my future husband. And then I was like, you know what? I'm being so particular. Like I'm being so particular. I just want to give this list up to God. And I just was like, you know what? You know what's best for me. I, I don't know. And to be honest, like he did end up answering those things on my list, but there was things that I thought, oh, I have to have a husband maybe who um, has this career or, you know, whatever it was, but it was actually way, it's like my husband ended up being way better than I expected because he had traits that I didn't even know that I needed. And the Lord knows our hearts so intimately that he knows what we actually need. So yeah, I, I really like that. It's definitely good to have our standards and at the same time, kind of giving that laying that list down to God and being like okay like you know better than I do yeah I always say to people actually going off of that to make three different categories so you have your non-negotiables so that would be like they need to love God and that needs to like be apparent in their life they need to have fruit right then you have the criteria so that might be like hey I would really prefer an extroverted person because I'm extroverted and I just couldn't imagine like going to an event with someone who's introvert and like having to hold their hand right and then you got your preferences and that's really um you know certain qualities maybe their career stuff like that but the preference list literally just like toss to the side give it to God the other two where it is character stuff morals values that sort of stuff that is your standard 
Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah, that's really important. Hopefully people are taking notes right now because if I was single, I would be like, okay, I really need to, to separate those lists because that's really important. And so... I've heard, obviously, I, I've heard a lot about matchmaking, mostly mostly through your business, but I haven't actually experienced it personally. So could you just walk us through the process of how that actually works for our listeners, maybe wanting to know more or wanting to invest in your services? Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is uh, someone would um, get a consultation with me. It's free 15 minute consultation. I would just answer any questions that they have. It's not even a sales call. I refuse to do sales calls because I'm not a salesperson. And then I send the prices afterwards. I don't even talk about prices on the consultation because I want to know you. I want to know your heart and I want to answer your questions. Uh, From there, if you saw my packages and prices and said, hey, I want to invest in this then we would get on an hour-long call and I would really get to know you really get to know what you're looking for um, what kind of person you're looking for and then we work together for a full year so why I do a full year is because with matchmaking it's not online dating you're not getting a hundred profiles at once it is something that requires patience which is great Um, but it's like uh, so many people expect that instant result Um, because we live in an instant gratification world, right? And so a full year allows me to really get to know you. Obviously, the amount of people I know now compared to 12 months from now is going to be drastically different. So it might be you might meet someone right away or it might be six months down the road that you actually meet someone that you really connect with. And then we would just work together. um, And every client is different. It's really a personalized service, getting to know the client, what they need. Some of them are still online dating and they're trying to navigate that. And I just help them with that process. Some of them are like, I hate online dating. I don't want to do this. And so we simply do, um, you know, just the matchmaking. But then I do encourage come out to the Bible study, come out to the prayer call, come out to all the clubhouse chats that we have, because that only allows you to get to know more people and get to know people that you might connect with. Um, And then we just work together closely for a year and navigate the dating life, your dating life together. That's really cool. And also for our listeners, are you just based um, in Toronto, just working with clients in Toronto? Or do you work in North America or just Canada? How does that work? Yeah, it's North America, actually. And so I have clients right now in Toronto, uh, Vancouver, and then the US as well. And I'm actually going to be heading to the US in two weeks for a full US tour to grow um, my business, to really connect with so many people and just like with the ministry I've created, connect with all the people involved in it. So it's definitely going to take off like crazy in the next six months. That's amazing. Well, congratulations for that. Um, And before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners today? Yeah, I would say that you know, at the end of the day, dating is complicated. It's not easy. Give yourself grace in the process, but also allow God to be in the driver's seat. Go to prayer. Spend time in your word. I feel like when people are in the word, they're growing their intimate relationship with Jesus and they're running after their own purpose usually that's when it happens for you. I think when you're sitting, you're kind of delaying your purpose, delaying things you'll do because you think, oh, well, I can't do that until I get a spouse. It's, it's, the process becomes long and drawn out and it feels like you're just waiting. But really when your head is just down, you're running the race God has called you to, the wait doesn't seem as long anymore because you're too busy doing all the things he's called you to. So allow God to be in the driver's seat. 
That's so good. That's really, really encouraging. And I I really believe that the people listening right now, um, the people that are single, that are waiting, I really feel like that's a huge encouragement because I, I would need to hear that for sure when I think of my single season. Um, and so how can our listeners get in contact with you? Absolutely. So I have a website. It's missapples.ca or you can find me on Instagram at missapplesmatchmaking or michelleapples. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle, and for all the incredible advice that you shared. And thank you to all the listeners for joining us today. That is all for today's episode, and we'll see you guys in the next one.